Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to ask a pharmacist about getting naloxone for their first aid kits at home or work. No prescription is needed. Naloxone can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Tuesday, April 18th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, top staff at the Fulton County Jail have resigned after an incarcerated man died in a bedbug-infested cell. Tornado Alley may be shifting east, and some Georgia counties are in the crosshairs. And the Okefenokee Swamp is named one of the country's most endangered waterways. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Fulton County Sheriff Pat Labatt announced yesterday the resignations of top jail staff amid an investigation into the death of a man in a bedbug-infested cell in the jail's psychiatric wing. The three members of the executive team had more than 65 years of collective experience in law enforcement and running a jail. Labatt said it was time to, quote, clean house after the investigation into the death of 35-year-old LaShawn Thompson. Photos from Thompson's filthy cell spread across social media last week and prompted widespread outrage, including from the Martin Luther King Jr. Center. A lawyer for Thompson's family said last week that the jail staff did nothing to address Thompson's deteriorating health in the weeks before his death, and he called for a criminal investigation. Thompson was arrested June 12th on a misdemeanor battery charge and was booked into the Fulton County Jail in Atlanta, where he died three months later. In addition to staffing changes, the sheriff's office said it is reviewing legal options to change medical vendors, looking to contract with the provider that can, quote, effectively, consistently, and compassionately deliver the best standard of care. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis wants a judge to disqualify a lawyer representing 10 of the Republicans who falsely claimed to be presidential electors in 2020. In today's filing, Willis said some of the fake electors told her office last week that one of the other electors with the same lawyer did things that violated Georgia law. The filing also says that some of the electors were not made aware of potential immunity deals offered by prosecutors to cooperate. That lawyer does not represent Georgia GOP Chairman David Schaefer, who is one of many people that could face charges in the ongoing probe. A regular grand jury must issue any indictments that stem from the months-long special grand jury investigation of efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Georgia U.S. Senator John Ossoff says a private military housing provider is making progress on improving housing at Augusta's Fort Gordon, but he is still concerned about unsafe and unsanitary conditions. Ossoff spoke today after visiting the post last week and hearing from current and former residents at a Senate hearing. Military spouse Joy Vieira says she and her family endured sewage backup, mold, and other issues. This is not an isolated event. It is a systemic issue that is affecting many and undoubtedly affecting soldier morale. How can they focus on the mission when they are unsure if their families have a safe living environment? Ossoff says private military housing provider Balfour Beatty has hired more maintenance staff but is still struggling with work quality. The visit and hearing come a year after the Senate's Military Housing Oversight Committee published a report detailing problems with military housing nationwide. New data from Climate Central indicates that Tornado Alley may be shifting east, impacting many counties in Georgia. GPB's Sarah Callis has more on how one county manages severe weather. Dade County in northwest Georgia is no stranger to severe weather, but could see more as the track of Tornado Alley changes. County Emergency Management Director Alex Case said they learned about prioritizing resources during a tornado outbreak in 2011 when two people died 
and 50 were injured. Protecting life is the number one thing that we all do in all emergency services. You know, little things we do and it protects that one life, it's worth the cost of everything. Dade County relies on nearby National Weather Service bureaus for storm warnings. It's largely volunteer first responders then send out phone alerts to residents and sound storm sirens. For GPB News, I'm Sarah Callis. Postpartum mental health issues are extremely common among new moms. Experts say diagnosis and treatment aren't always provided to those that need it, and that can have fatal consequences. GPB's Sophie Gratis has more from a maternal mental health training session hosted at Mercer University in partnership with GPB. Perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, or PMADs, include depression, anxiety, OCD, and sometimes psychosis. Close to 700 people in Georgia reported postpartum depressive symptoms in 2020. Overall, Georgia also has one of the highest rates of maternal mortality. Dagner Carroll, a public health nurse from Camden County, says she dealt with depression during and after her own high-risk pregnancy. It's so easy to say, are you depressed today? No. But really, you're not realizing that the symptoms that you're having are depression, are anxiety, are the OCD. But education on diagnosis and treatment of PMADS isn't often included in medical school curricula. Plus, almost every county in Georgia has a mental health provider shortage. So perinatal mental health counselor Melissa Keene says screening for PMADS needs to happen earlier in pregnancy. Anyone that's on the ground talking to either a pregnant or postpartum mom or a family member of theirs, they're the ones that are going to have the opportunity to open up the door, tell them about resources, and refer them to treatment. Because ultimately, once new mothers find it, treatment is effective. For GPB News, I'm Sophie Gratis. Structural engineers are still trying to determine what caused a partial collapse of Savannah's federal courthouse last week. The building is currently undergoing renovation, and no one was critically injured, but its condition is cause for concern, owing to its architectural significance. GPB's Benjamin Payne has more. Occupying an entire block in downtown Savannah, the federal courthouse was designed in a Renaissance revival style with white marble and elaborate ornamentation. Robin B. Williams is chair of architectural history at the Savannah College of Art and Design. He says the courthouse is very much a product of its time, built in the 1890s. A moment in American architectural history when great American self-confidence is right on the heels of the World's Fair in Chicago, where America sort of declared itself on a world map. The white marble is actually related to what came out of that World's Fair in 1893, what was sometimes referred to as the White City. And so white marble buildings become synonymous with the modern city. The partial collapse on the third floor came as a surprise to Williams, as he says the courthouse was built with high-quality materials. For GPB News, I'm Benjamin Payne in Savannah. A national conservation group has named Georgia's Okefenokee Swamp among the country's 10 most endangered waterways. American Rivers says a proposed titanium mine would irreparably harm the way water flows in and out of the swamp. The group's Ben Emanuel says the mine would make the swamp drier, more prone to wildfires, and less able to store carbon. It's unlike anywhere else because you're in a forest and yet there's water all around. So everything a person gets out of being in the woods, everything a person gets out of being on the water, everything a person gets out of being truly surrounded by wildlife, it's all there in one place. And it's a huge, intact wetland system which is very rare on the planet. The Georgia Environmental Protection Division is currently reviewing a permit application for the mine. Alabama-based Twin Pines Minerals says they can operate the mine in a, quote, safe and environmentally responsible manner. 
The Atlanta Film Festival will honor former President Jimmy Carter at its 2023 Image Film Awards Gala. The Image Film Awards Gala, which is returning for the first time in three years, honors individuals who have made, quote, outstanding contributions to building the state's film industry and community. Previous award winners include Spike Lee, Will Packer, Burt Reynolds, and Cicely Tyson. The award for Carter, who entered into hospice back in February, will be accepted at the Fox Theater on April 23rd by a special guest who has not yet been announced. And that is it for today's edition of Georgia Today. If you'd like to learn more about these stories, visit gpb.org news. And if you have not subscribed to this podcast yet, we certainly hope you will. Take a moment now. That way we will be there waiting for you tomorrow afternoon in your podcast feed. If you've got feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>